0: All right, thank you for being here, and I know it's an off night, Tuesday night, and so thank you for being in your places on a night that we don't typically uh, have the service. We are, I just finished uh, the discipleship series, we started it about a year and a half ago um, with the first book, and we just finished, so we're not starting a new series here. We have a, a couple special speakers the next couple weeks, and then uh, we' you guys can pass that out. And then we're going to be starting another series. Staff is going to be helping me with it, very excited about it. And uh, but for tonight, I just wanted to share a thought with you. Um, there's a lot of verses and a lot of <coughs> a lot of different points, so I want you to to get these. The ushers will pass these out to you. The verses are in there to save us some time. Matthew chapter 16, verse 13 to 18, let me read this for you. <coughs> it says, "When Jesus came to the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, others Jeremias, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, <clears throat> But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto me, but my Father which, art, which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You know, you see the title there, so you kind of know where we're going. <clears throat> I would save that for later, but <clears throat> why would God bless our church? I've been, I've been very, very fortunate over my Christian life. When I, I got saved at Gethsemane Baptist Temple at that time in Paramount, and, uh, and when I started going to church, I started going to church, and it was a very, very dynamic church. In many ways, it reminds, uh, it reminds me of the church, of our church here, yeah. and constantly people being saved and people coming in, and we met in a building Uh, It's no longer there I'd like to go to where I got saved but I can't it's a condominium I'd probably be in somebody's restroom right Um, so so that's gone Uh, we moved down the street and bought the building uh, on Orange Avenue actually it was the other building was off of Orange Avenue as well and Hunsaker I believe ran right into it Um, (coughs) very dynamic church Pastor Black had a great 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 influence on my life it was just a tremendous man. When I was in Bible college in, in Hammond, of course, I went to First Baptist Church. And that was the biggest church in America at that time. And, and working in the ministries and the bus ministry through the college. And just a lot of excitement there. Um, of course, I've been here since 1988. And maybe I'm a little bit biased, okay? I think this is the greatest church in the history of, um, I don't know, forever. Uh, so. Also, I was very blessed to be, to while I was still working here... I helped start the Pacific Baptist Church in Monterey Park. And that was, that was an incredible, incredible, incredible church plant there. I've only been to one church, and it was in Florida, and I won't tell a Florida story. And uh, in the early days there, it was kind of exciting, but it kind of got off the rails. But I learned a lot of things there, and God used that to get me here. But I've been fortunate. I've always been in a church that, that things are going well. People are being saved. Uh, Things are going on. Just exciting to be in the services. The preaching, except for right now. The preaching was dynamic in the churches where I was attending. Um, But uh, one of the things I'm thankful for is that I've been able to be a part of this church the whole time. uh, From day number one. You say, man, was it exciting in the early days? You know, it was exciting in the early days too. When you have the opportunity to possibly get shot each and every Sunday, it's, it's super exciting, okay? And some of you don't know the old stories, but w- w- things were going on in that church from day one. Amen. First Sunday, it was Cambodian Baptist Church. We were reaching the Cambodian community, and uh, first day, we had over 100 on that, and we just went from there, and it was very, very, very exciting each and every week, and we did have, we did have to dodge bullets and so forth. So yeah. how many were there were there in those days? Okay, before church, we'd have to go clear it out, and it's it just not good. But it was fun. <clears throat> now, this message is gonna be a little different. It's not, <clears throat> I don't wanna, you know, I'm not gonna grab a scripture and go through it. I, I wanna kinda just speak to us, okay, about our church and what God wants to do and how we can continue to have God's blessing. In our text, Jesus is with his disciples and he asked them the question. We saw it in verse 13 Who do men say that I am, the Son of Man am? So he's, he, he's going somewhere with this. He goes, Ooh, What are you hearing? You know, what do they say? What's the word on the street? What are people, who do people think I am? The disciples answer him in verse 14. Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias or Elijah, and others, Jeremiah, which is Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. So the people, they say, well, what we're hearing from the people is they believe you're different people come back. Now, they probably based that on what they saw in his ministry. They thought he was John the Baptist because he preached and and taught with conviction and commitment. Elijah, because of the miracles that he did. And Jeremiah, because of the passion and care that he had. But that's not where Jesus was going. Look at verse 15. He narrows it down now. He goes, okay, that's what they're saying. Verse 15. But whom say ye that I am? Who do you think I am? Well... We knock on Peter a lot because Peter sometimes steps forward and says things he shouldn't, but a lot of times he steps forward and he does the right thing. And Peter doesn't even wait. He nails the answer right here. Verse 16, and Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Now Jesus is going to use this to explain to them the concept and, and, and the truth of the church, the New Testament church. Look at verse 17, and Jesus answered and said, blessed art thou, Simon Jonah, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And verse 18, and I say also unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against them. You see, in verse 18, a new truth is presented to them. For the first time ever, the church of the New Testament is mentioned by Christ. Now, in the New Testament, the church is called the mystery because it's not something that the Old Testament saints knew about. They didn't understand that the gospel and salvation was also going to go to the Gentiles. And so we are in the church now, and this is the church age that we are in. So the emphasis is going to shift from Christ because he's leaving this earth until them reaching people and getting them in the church. By the way, Catholics get this wrong. They say that Peter is the rock, and the church will be founded upon Peter, and he was the first pope. There's a couple things wrong with that. Number one, the popes weren't married, and Peter had a mother-in-law. Now, you would have to be some kind of dumb to have a mother-in-law without being married, okay? But, uh, no, he's playing a play on words. Peter means small stone, and, and, and Jesus is the big stone upon which the church is going to be built. But Jesus is going to build the church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And by the way, gates, ga- gates don't attack. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Gates prevent attacking. It doesn't say that as the church, hell's going to attack us, although Satan tries, and and he's not going to get us. No, the gates of hell aren't going to prevail. We're attacking enemy territory, and we can't have victory. Now, we often say this, the church was not man's idea, it was God's idea. And our goal has always been to see God's blessing in this church, and that he is lifted up. That's what we want. We want to see him lifted up in this world. Isaiah 41, verse 20. Pastor Esposito used to share this verse. I remember him sharing it with me when I was in Bible college. That they may see and know, consider, and understand together that the hand of the Lord hath done this. And the holy of Israel hath created it. We're not trying to have a a big church or we're not trying to get a name. I could care less about that. Okay, I want people to come here and say, uh, "Say what's going on there?" It's like God's doing something. God's doing. So. It's not because we're we're big shots. It's not because we're this or that. It's because we are just trying to follow God and we're allowing Him to work in our area, and I mean that in all sincerity. We're not some, you know. None of us are going to go get our own, you know, dot com. Joseph dot com. I'm sorry, Doctor Joseph earned, okay, we're definitely not going, you know, NathanRoss.org, okay, <laughs> we're, look, we just want to serve Jesus, I, I just want to see God do something, and I hope that, I think that's the history of our church, and I think that's the, the, the desire of our hearts, we understand that we all need church, and I want us to be a church <coughs> that God could use to fulfill His purpose, Now. This is more positional. Here's some things we do. This is who we are, and this is who we are always going to be. Yeah. Because for whatever reason, you know, Pastor Esposito, what did he call it? I want to have God's favor on this church. Yeah. Amen. Right? We could stand on our heads. We can, we can do this. We can do that. We can do everything we can. But if God's not in it, nothing good's going to come of it. Right. Yep. I want God to do something here. Amen. If we're going to be in church... If we're going to serve God, we might as well want to see him do something great. Yes, and a lot of that happens when we are on board with what God wants. And I've, I've seen that, I have found that if we're just on board with what God wants and we're willing to go with it, God will do great things. Yep. You can't explain anything else. I'm yep. like you, I come in here sometimes, uh, in some of the church services, I see all the people here, and I'm like, why are they here? Like, man, what is God, this is, this is tremendous, And I'm like, I just like, okay, God, just, I don't want to do anything to mess it up. Okay, maybe that's not the good spirit to have or the right kind of attitude, but I'm like, Lord, I just, I want to be in on what you're in on, and I don't want to mess this thing up. I want to see you do something. So let me give you some thoughts. Of course, there's, I'm probably missing some things, and of course, we have to be good Christians. God's not going to use dirty vessels. We get that. Of course, we need to be humble. Once you get, once you get proud, you're, you're going to get off into left field. Everything becomes about you, okay? And, and I don't want it to be about any of us. And of course, we need to be loving and caring. But if we're going to have God's favor, if we're going to be a church that God uses, and I believe, and I don't say this with any ounce of pride, I think God has used us. Yeah. Amen. But you know, I'm not satisfied with that. Come on. I want to see God do greater things. Amen. And so here are some of the things I think why God has blessed us in the past and he can bless us in the future. Number one, because we're a soul-winning church. Amen. Starts and ends there, by the way. If we're not a soul-winning church, we're a social club. Yep. And to be honest with you, <laughs> I love being with the church people. I love interacting with you, but I don't just want to be a part of a social club. Come on. Yep. Okay, I, I don't. You know, if you're a social club, you get inward. And now new people aren't going to come. No, I, I, want us, I want us to be open-doored. I want everybody to be. For the Son of Man, Luke 19, 10, is come to seek and to save that which was lost. That is his purpose and it ought to be ours. Matthew chapter 28, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. We understand the missions aspect about that. We'll get to it in a minute. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Ghost. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. That's what I want. He says, go out and start in your Jerusalem. We know all that. I won't belabor that right now. But he wants us to get the gospel out here and everywhere we can. And he says, I'm with you. Okay, we're not doing this work alone. And we don't, it's not like, well, am I a polished soul winner? Am I, look, you're not, you don't have to be a a soul salesman. Know the truth, know the Bible, talk to people, try to compel them to trust Christ, know how to answer their answers scripturally, and you leave the decision to them. You leave the decision to them. But we've got to be a church whose main purpose is to get the gospel out. If not, let's just shut the doors and move on. Our salvation was the main purpose for which Jesus came. And by the way, a church that's not a soul winning church, a church that's not trying to reach people, we become an inward church. And when you become an inward church, you have nothing but infighting. What color is the carpet? I didn't get a vote. And you didn't get a vote. Okay? Neither did I. I'm colorblind. We just kind of figured it out. Let's make sure everything's sharp, but why are we going to argue? Your you song, my, my sister-in-law years ago. It's this old hillbilly song. Where are we going to put the piano? Anybody ever hear that? This, it's a dumb little song about they got a piano and they all raised money for it, and then the church split because they all fought where the piano should go. You know why? They're not reaching anybody. Okay, where's the piano going? Right there. Why? It's already there. I ain't moving it. It's heavy. Okay. <laughs> But we don't argue about those kind of things. Right. We're too bi- Now, if you have suggestions, I'm all for it, but we're too busy trying to get the gospel to this world. Yeah. By the way, quit listening to anything that is anti-soul-winning. Yeah. Calvinism. Quit that stuff. That is laziness. Yeah. I'm getting a little tired of these guys, and they get la, and they criticize our soul-winning. Now I'm not saying we, I- I'm saying we need to present the gospel correctly. But the people that sit there and pick at it, well, you know, Jesus, you're lazy. Okay, then why would he tell us to go into all the world? Why would he tell us that he's not willing that any should perish? For God so loved the world. That is laziness. By the way, they don't believe it with their family. They believe that God has chosen some people to get saved, and God has chosen some people to go to hell, and it doesn't matter what you do. If God chose them to get saved, they're going to get saved, and if God chose them to go to hell, they're going to go to hell, but they still try to reach their family. Yeah. They're just hypocrites, yeah, right. okay? Calvinism, it's a killer. Criticism. I always thought, well, someone will get up, <clears throat> you know, I met so-and-so, and, and I met him in a restaurant, we talked for 30 minutes, and got saved. Someone can't get saved that quick. Well, the zero people you're talking to aren't getting saved. You know how long it took me to get saved, Brother Ross? Five minutes. Because they don't know the backstory. God had already been getting on me. I'd already heard the truth before. You meet somebody, you don't know what they've already heard. God's already been convicting them. Now, you make sure you give them the gospel and you make sure they understand. Don't get me wrong. You don't trick people into getting saved. Okay, hey, I'm going to leave. Let's just bow our heads. By the way, before I leave, why don't you just pray with me? You didn't ask them to make a decision. they got to make a decision. But these people that are always getting up and criticizing a soul-winning church, they don't win anybody. They're not going after anybody. We ain't going to do that here. Well, how many of those people are genuine? More than you're zero. And by the way, these evangelical churches, we give them a lot of, well, they believe the gospel. They never share it. They n- look at their service. Sir- n- don't look at their service. They don't share it. Okay? We, that's our purpose. We're always going to have an invitation on Sunday morning. We're always going to mention salvation. Yes, There's new people here. We're going to ask them. Yep. Why? Someone asked when I was in the service, and I thank God that they did. Yeah. Let me just say this, and we'll move on. This point's more than the other, so don't do the calculation of the math in your mind. But if you are a member of this church, let me just tell you a couple of things. <coughs> Go soul winning with us. You say, why, Pastor? Because is that a requirement to be a uh, member? No. It's a command of a Christian. I didn't come up with that. You're a Sunday school teacher. You don't go soul winning. Either you need to come soul winning or you should tell Joseph or whoever that you can't be a teacher anymore. I don't want someone that's disobeying God. It's getting real quiet now. Okay? We, We have Tuesday nights and we have Saturdays. Well, I do it on my own, pastor. I have found very few people that do it on their own who do not do it with the church. Okay? And we're not going to get complacent in this thing. We've got to be soul winners. Grab some tracks, Pass them out to them. Do you know it works? Yep. Our teenagers are bringing people. Yep. You say, why are they super-duper spiritual? I don't know. Maybe some of them are. But you know what they do? They ask. Yep. They go out. Yep. They invite they're going on Thursdays, uh, uh, Thursdays, a lot of them come on Tuesdays, and a lot of them are here on Saturdays, Amen. and they're running buses on Sunday. Amen. Let's just be aggressive about it, okay? Now, <clears throat> I got <clears> to <throat> put it in second gear. Number two, <clears throat> because we are a missions church, a missions church, we saw the verses already which we call the Great Commission, which tells us we're to go to all the world, but Acts chapter 1 and verse 8 says, But ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria, unto the uttermost part of the earth. I won't go over that, but you know what it is. It starts here, it goes there, it goes there, and it goes everywhere. Okay? See, what we can't do is be so tied into winning souls here that we're not concerned about souls over there. We're not concerned about souls where we're not. Okay, God's told us to do all of it. There's the verses there in Roman. I won't read those. They're there for your reference. But he talks about, these are the verses we use to kind of tie up salvation. And verse 13 is the ultimate tie-in. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Well, they just prayed a prayer. I don't know. Calling upon the name of the Lord, isn't that a prayer? Amen. That, that goes back to point one. I'm still irritated about that. Verse 14. <clears throat> but how shall they hear on him and whom they've not believed? They can't call upon him if they, don't knew, if they don't believe on him. How shall they believe if they've not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? Listen, missionaries need to go, and a real church supports missionaries. Okay? In the early days of our church, we were the missions church. Pastor got the support. But after about five years, Brother Sis from BIAMI came in and very kindly said, you're not a real church. We're like, excuse me, we have a track in everything. He's like, you're not supporting missions, oh, and we're like, you're right. It's time for us to move past being a missions church, um, a mission church, to being a missions church. Amen. We started supporting missionaries, Amen. and we want them to go as well. By the way, okay. Why? Why? Look, we have missions conference. We talk about missions. We have in our college or whatever it is, and and some of the people buckle their seatbelts. Let's just get through this. They want my money. Uh, let me just say this. Yes! What, do you want them to get a napkin and ride a, 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 ride a track in, a, you know, a, a Cambodian on a napkin? Here, let me give you a track. You know, there. Okay. What, are they supposed to meet outside? Probably in the villages they do. But you, you, look, they need money to live. Okay. So you, and then some don't want to go. Some of you young people, you are so close to it. God couldn't get you on the mission field if he, if he had gold bars waiting for you. And you just, by the way, parents, you don't want your kids to go either. come on. Okay? Look, look, missions. You ought to desire God's will in missions. The world needs, but we don't see them. It doesn't matter. Well, actually, we do. We see their videos on, by the way, it was nice for you to show up. That shirt was really fire, though. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, But we have to be, look, let's not, let's not, don't don't push back against that. That's the heart of God. If if soul winning is the heart of God locally, missions is the heart of God globally. Third, see, I'm picking up time here. (coughs) Because we're a bus ministry church. Bus ministry church. (coughs) Matthew chapter 19, I could use gospel verses. Then were they brought unto him little children that he should put his hands on them. Not like you put your hands on them. And pray. And look at what the disciples did. And the disciples rebuked them. Like, get these kids away from me. Get, you know, the, Jesus is too important for the kids. The disciples were great guys, but sometimes they, 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 they acted without thinking. Yeah. So what did Jesus say? Suffer the little children and forbid them not to come unto me. For as... Of such is the kingdom of heaven. Do you know children are a big deal to Jesus Christ? And I know we don't only have children on the bus routes, but he loves these kids. Matthew chapter, and this is just for our society, I thought I'd throw it out there. Matthew 18, 6, but whosoever shall offend one of these little ones, which believe in me, it'd be better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck. And that he were drowned in the depths of the sea. Can I just tell you something? There'd be a lot of politicians drowning today. Yes, sir. Amen. Our governor wouldn't be doing too well right now. And I'm not trying to be mean spirited, but you're trying to bring trans- transgenderism and you're trying to bring uh, 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 drag queens into our school systems and you think that's normal and you politicians want to mutilate a child's body? They can't even get a tattoo! But they can rip their bodies apart to appease this immoral minority. Yep, right. They are in trouble with God. Yep. But can I just tell you something? What are we going to do about it? Well, let me give you a couple of thoughts. First, you might want to watch who you vote for. That's right. yep. Yep. Well, you know, we just have different views on this. You're voting for someone who not only kills children, but when they're born, they'll mutilate them. Yep. Shame on you. And that's not political, that's moral. Now, back to the message. Well, what are we going to do to change our society? Why don't we get out there and reach them? Look, I would have been a bus kid if a bus came by my house. I would have been the brat causing the trouble. Because the first time I ever went to church, I was uh, 10 years old, I was that brat. I destroyed that Sunday school class. Okay, I was just messing around, That, but, but someone invited me to go. Listen, we've got to get into the communities where they don't have a way to church. Yep. And maybe their parents don't understand the importance. And by the way, I do appreciate some of those parents come to church. Yep. By the way, you reach the parents, you reach the kids. Yep. Someone's got to bring the light into there. And one church criticized us. Somebody told me, and hey, so-and-so said, you know, you just have a—actually, there's a couple. You just have a bus ministry because you're trying to get the numbers. Yeah, I know. I wanted to spend $100,000 buying buses so I could have more numbers. I want to spend money every week on gas because we want more numbers. We want to get up and go out several hours on Saturday, get up early on Sunday, and bring these kids to church because we want numbers. Snap out of it. I want numbers, I want numbers of them to go to heaven. Yeah. Man, what we're supposed to go at isn't that what the gospel is for? Yeah. And don't, by the way, don't criticize, don't ever, and I haven't heard it in our church, thank God. Don't ever criticize the buses to me. Yeah. Well, little bunny foo foo wrote on the bathroom wall. That's what paint's for. Yeah. Now we're gonna find out who he is and tell him, hey, don't write on the wall anymore, because I don't like that. But listen, we, someone's gotta reach that community. It's, it's sad, we don't care about them. And churches that could make a difference don't. Do you know D.L. Moody started with children's Sunday school? You he he know his church started? He had a thousand, he had over 1,000 kids coming in on wagons, and he got these different teachers, and they were reaching all these kids, and that's how their church started. Wow, he cared about them. Say, "Well, the buses are messy. Do you know what horses do? <laughs> okay? I remember we used to manage properties, and we had a property in Santa Ana right next to Costa Mesa. And we had a property in this area, and it wasn't the greatest area. The properties that we managed were not in the best areas. I remember I'd, get, I'd go back to the freeway, I'd drive by this huge church, I don't want to call them out. You, Costa Mesa, you probably know. And, and thousands and thousands of people. And I'm thinking, they are less than a mile away from some of the richest bus land area you could ever, I mean, prospects everywhere, and they wouldn't lift their finger to run a bus. And I wasn't, now maybe they don't understand, but I'm thinking, do you know what an impact they could have had? And they didn't care to do it. We're going to run buses. (coughs) Because their souls are important. I love those kids. And I know, you walk by and they say things to you. You know, it's like, what are you doing? One kid was running around, like, hey man, what are you doing? He goes, I'm going to church. I'm like, okay, that's not what you were doing, buddy. (laughs) Number four, because we're a friendly church. Friendly church. Third John. I I have many, and I could tell you all kinds of verses about being kind to strangers and people. I have many things to write, but I will not with ink and pen write unto thee. But I trust I shall shortly see thee, and we shall speak face to face. Peace be unto thee. Our friends salute thee. salute thee. Greet the friends by name. Isn't that how Paul, at the beginning of all Paul's letters, he, now this is John, but think about Paul too. The beginning of all Paul's letters, he always says, I thank God for you, I'm praying for you. And at the end, he says, hey, I'm still praying for you. And he mentioned some of them by name. Okay? It'd be nice for us to be friendly to people. And by the way, let me say this. You are. I've not had anybody ever walk out of the church and maybe, maybe somebody had a bad, and say, you guys weren't friendly. That's the one thing I always hear. Okay? Uh, I had one guy in the old building. He came in and I, he was coming in. I, he goes, man, he goes, you guys are too friendly. He goes, I've already shaken 10, he was being sarcastic. I've already shaken 10 people's hands. I'd rather have that. And that's what we have. Let's be friendly to people. Luke chapter 6, 31, as ye would that men should do to you, do ye also unto them. You think about it when people show up to church and, and, and it's new for them and they don't know any. That's why I like to, I don't want to be up here at the beginning of the service. I want to be back here and just talk to people as they're coming in and, and meet some new people as they come in and say hi and get to know them. If we have new people here, I want to at least say hi to them before they ever see me preach. But I just want to get to know them. Okay, by the way, I go to, if we're going to church on vacation, I usually just hang around and, you know, first of all, I look for coffee. Okay, because no church is complete without a cup of coffee. But you know, I'll talk to people. I like talking to people. Make people feel welcome. Continue to do that. By the way, yes, sir. Okay, everybody. I know you don't have the ushers' badge and you're not doing the thing, but everybody's a greeter. I mean, we're not, we're, you're not a Blanche who sits out here. That's her official job. But once she does her job, you pick up the slack in here. Okay? Come on. They come in here. How you doing? You need a place to sit. Someone's walking around like they don't know what they're doing. Don't just say, oh, "I'll pray for them." No, tell them where to go. Help them find their spot. Like, who who invited you? So and so. Let me show you where their class is. Let's be friendly. Number five. And I can spend. A, I really got to hurry. Give me an extra ten minutes tonight, and I'll. I, I'll, I, I promise you not to come to church on Thursday. Number five. <laughs> because we're a conservative church. Amen. I'm not, I won't read all the verses there. You know the verses. Don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Fellowship, light, darkness. Why? It does. This doesn't go together. Okay, if you want light, darkness extinguishes it. All these other things: Christ and Belial, no; a believer with an infidel, no; temple of God and idols, no. Verse seventeen: Wherefore come out from among them, be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. And I will be a father unto you, my sons and daughters. Look, I'm for everybody. I'm for everyone that 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 gets saved, right? We are a come at people. How many of you heard? Hey, you guys have to dress a certain way to come to church? No. No, come as you are. Yeah. But I'm not for stay as you were. Amen. Yeah. You've been coming. You've been coming to church for. You've been coming to church for like ten years, and there's there's no change in your life. Something's wrong. Amen. Either either, and I'm not saying you. I'm. I'm <coughs> this is an illustration that either that person's not not listening, or the pastor's not preaching. Okay, because because look, the Bible. It, it, we, we think of conservative. We think of politics. No, it's morality. You can't read the Bible and not come out conservative in your, mor- your moral views. Amen. You just can't. Yes, sir. Read the New Testament. I dare you. Sometimes people come in, they, they like the product. Hey, you got good kids here. and They seem, you know, they're kids. They're still teenagers. But, you know, they're semi-respectful uh, semi, uh, and all that kind of thing. And they're like, man, I want that. And then they come to church and they're like, whoa. Okay. Well, then don't come here. Let your kids stay home and be on Nintendo or whatever. And, and 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 as rude as can be? No. Let's 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 give them something. We can't read through the Bible and come up with that kind of stuff. Come on. The Christians are to be different because they've been saved. Now, if that's true, then shouldn't churches be different because the people in the churches are saved? Yep. Why do we want to make the church like some type of worldly entertainment? It's a blog I read sometimes. It just Keeps up with all the nonsense going on in Christianity. And after Easter, they just show video of church after church. You know what I'm talking about, Joseph? Just one church had Beauty and the Beast. I'm talking about an evangelical church. Did you see that one? And, and Bell gets crucified. That's how they taught the Easter story. Because we think that's cute. You know, I, I don't know about you. I just think the Bible works. When I walked into church on that Easter Sunday, I got saved. You know what I expected? I expected the pastor to read the Bible and then say something about it. And you know what, Brother, well, it wasn't Brother Black at that time. That was a year before. It was was an evangelist on that Sunday. Guess what he did? He read the Bible, and he said something about it. And you know what it did? It hit my heart. I'm glad they didn't have some rock and roll band up here, dressed like heathens, acting like heathens, because I already was in that lifestyle, and I didn't want to have anything to do with it. Okay? But yep. the thing is, you're going to be different. I don't want to do anything to bring someone in here in their Christian faith and wreck it. Yep. Because I'm trying to say, well, just mix Christianity with the nonsense going on out in the world. It doesn't work. It's oil and water. So because of that, number six, we are starting to spin. Because we're a family-friendly church, <coughs> a family-friendly church, Psalm 120 says, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it, except the Lord keep the city, the watchman walketh in vain. Uh, verse 3, lo, children are the heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. Do you know we actually believe that? Do you know I believe children are a blessing? Yeah. Now, I have met a few of them that have really pushed the envelope. Okay, it's like, you're a blessing, but if this is blessing and this is curse, you're like really up against the line over here, cowboy, let's push you that way. They're a blessing, not in our society. Because we have no clue what what a family is. Well, of course not. You're watching nonsense on television where dad's a dunderhead, or he's out of church, or he doesn't. He's not even living at home. Mom's Er, misses. She's clueless, and the kids are running the house. That's not how family works. You can read that verse, but we're basically interested in the next generation. Yeah, we've got to. I, I appreciate the last this today. And on Sunday, we had a bunch of our singles singing. I'm glad. I look at all of them. I'm like, those are all from our church, except for Scott, and he wishes he was from our church. <laughs> it's like, we got good families in our church. Yeah. By the way, most of those kids are serving. They're here for soul winning. Yeah. They're here, most of them are on bus routes. They're, 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 they're trying to serve God. That's what you want, right? Yeah. Do we want to just like, it's done with us? No. Gotta, the whole Old Testament, all of the different memorials and all the things God set up was like, when, when your children ask, what is that about? You stop and tell them what I did. Okay, we've got to reach this next generation. And if the family is destroyed, it isn't going to happen. It is not going to happen. We need to be strong in the families. Quit listening to the world, what the world says a family is. They have no clue. Number seven. Because we're a multicultural church, multi ethnic, whatever you want to call it. I love these verses in Revelation. And I'm hurrying. Revelation chapter 5. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts, the four elders fell down. This is after the rapture, they're in heaven. I believe the elders are the, are, and I could prove it, I did it when we did Revelation, that they're the, the, the saved in heaven. Fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps, golden vials of orders, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, now here's what they're doing in in heaven to the Lord. Thou art worthy to the Lamb, to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood. That's what they're singing to the Lamb of God. But who's singing? Look what he says. Out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. Every different nationality was represented there. Yep. So, I'm just brain surgeon here. If that's what's in heaven, shouldn't that be what's in church? Right? Yep. Shouldn't we just reach everyone in our community? Amen. Right? I mean, I know, we all want to go soul winning in the, in the rich area so we can get those tithers. They ain't coming. Right. Okay? They ain't coming. Now, I, no, I just said reach everybody, but leave them alone. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, we go everywhere. We want every, it, you know, years ago, I don't know if it's still true, but it, Long Beach used to be the most, most um, ethnically diverse city in America. It probably still is. So isn't that, shouldn't that how our church be? Come on. You know, we're, we're not going to, and I don't, I, I, you know, I get it, some, some reaching different, we started out as a Cambodian church, but it's like, you know what, we're reaching everybody, let's go. Okay? So we ought to reach everybody. Anybody, anytime, any place. Say, if someone like, that person's not welcome to my church, then we, you must be talking about yourself. Okay? We want everybody. Yeah. <clears throat> Very important. Number eight. <clears throat> These last ones I'll go. Because we're seeking his glory. 1 Corinthians 10.31. Whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. Yeah. I want everything we do to look down and God say, man, I'm glorified by that. You know, we're trying to fulfill that verse in uh, Revelation. All these different people, uh, let's help fulfill that. Yeah. Missions and soul winning. Let, let's fulfill that. I want him to be glorified. That is our glory. That's the supreme, that's, that is our motive. Luke fifteen ten. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. Right. That brings joy in heaven, so let's do that. Okay, yep. I want God to be glorified in everything we do, I don't want people to ever look at our church and say, you know, how, if people, how, how your church seems, we're not the greatest church. There's way church, there's way tr- more churches way farther down the road than we are. But if that, someone came and you know, why is your church, why is your church doing good and seeing God's favor? I'm like, because it's God. If I could figure it out, then it's probably not of God, okay? Now, I'm not saying we don't do the things and be organized and do the stuff we're supposed to do, but if it's for God's glory, that's why we sing the songs we sing. I don't want songs that make me think about the world. I, I had that music. I had enough of it. I want songs that, that stimulate me spiritually and make me think to God, not something about my emotions. I saw a hill. I saw a cloud. I, I saw the sun. The water was flowing. I'm in the desert. I don't care where you're, where you're going on vacation. I really don't. I want songs that honor and glorify God. Yeah. We're singing to him. Yeah. Number nine, <clears throat> we're caring for those others forget. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 17. <clears throat> he that hath pity upon the poor, <laughs> look at this, You can float God alone. Lendeth unto the Lord. And that which he hath given, will he pay him again. Do you get that? Have you ever lent someone money and they didn't pay you back? I was just thinking about you, Brother Panetta. No. You lend someone money and they never pay you back. God says if you are investing in the poor, it's like you're lending to God and God always pays you back. You get blessing far beyond what you are investing You see it there in Deuteronomy. He talk, and I won't read it. You can read it. He talks about the strangers and the widows and the fatherless in the land, how that the Israelites were to treat them right, not take advantage of them. We have to care for those others would forget. You never know. We all have heard the story of Gandhi, right? Uh, I believe it's India, and he's uh, he he was famously said, "I would have been a Christian if it wasn't for Christians." Someone asked him about that. He's like. He's like, I was interested in Christ, and I went to find out. He went to a church. Now, in India, they had the caste system, right, to where if you're poor, they, they, don't, they don't help you because you're going to be reincarnated. So they went to some church, and that church, he was poor, I guess, at that time, and they would not let him go in. He's like, if that's Christianity, I'm done. Yeah. Done. They look down, t- down on him. Don't look down on anybody. I thank God we're, we're, we're reaching, we're trying to (coughs) reach people, (coughs) homeless people. We're, we're trying, I I love the wheelchair people. Okay. I mean, I know they they mark up the walls. I get it. Okay. They do. And we're going to paint the walls, but I want them here. I want it because look, that could be us. That was, that could be us. Some of them, it was you. Well, you know, they're this, that, and the other. That's pride. People have tough times sometimes. Okay. We're going to have the bus kids here. We're just going to do all of it. So let's care about everybody. You see the verses there in James, but I'll save that for, you can read on your own. Figure it out. Number 10. And this is a good one. (laughs) They're all good. Because we're a giving church. Acts chapter 20, verse 30. I've showed you all things that how so so labor and you ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. You know, there's a blessing in giving. And I appreciate when I thought about like, I don't know. And again, sometimes thoughts just come to me. A year ago, Christmas, I thought, you know, we need a new shuttle van. Let's just try to take an offering. Within a week and a half, we had $25,000. You know, uh, Brother Tong, did do your dorm? I don't know. You were just mentioned it during missions conference. I thought, hey, let's just, let's get the $20,000. What did we end up? Twenty five? dollars You owe us five. dollars um, And all the different things, you tithe and you give so we can go on. Listen, God blesses that. Yeah. And I'm not just trying to chip your money away from you. That money's to do ministry and reach people. and by the way, you do that willingly. You do it because God commands you, but you give over and above that. You give to missions. Whatever, 90 missions we support. many of our own guys we support for a decent amount, and, and, and we we'll support some of the nationals. That's you. Amen. And so thank you for that. Here's the point. <coughs> Why did you talk about this? Um, well, because I kind of like what's going on in the church. I love being here. I love seeing what God's doing and I think God does it for a reason, and I think these are some of the core reasons, let's not stop. Amen. Well, Pastor, we've been doing these things every, since I've been here. Okay, so, so, so why would we want to stop? That's right. Okay, that's what God wants. Amen. And thank you for being a part of that. Let's stand together, if we may. I'm sorry, I went a little bit longer, so you don't have to come to church on Thursday! You can. Ain't gonna be anybody here. But thank you so much for being a great, great church, and all the work you're doing and making the new people feel welcomed and and getting the gospel to them. It's just fantastic. Let's keep it up. Just give God something to bless. God blesses effort. He really does. Let's pray. Father, thank you for loving us. Thank you for this great group of folks. (laughs) Thank you for what you're doing, Lord. And uh, we cannot take credit for it. We don't want to. I just want to see you do more. God, I want you to use us here to do great things in our area and strengthen us so we can do things farther out from here, reaching everybody, every place, every time. Be with us. Be with the ladies. going to the ladies' conference. Give them safety. May they be strengthened and encouraged in their journey as they go. Be with us that are here on Saturday. Lord, help us to have a great time of ministry and, and another fabulous Sunday, reaching people for Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.